Hey guys, welcome back to Just the Good Stuff. This is your host, Rachel Mansfield, and I am back with an episode that I am so excited to share. Um, Jordan, my husband, sat down and interviewed me all about my alcohol free life and why I choose not to drink alcohol, how long I've been doing this for, and just more about the lifestyle. It's so crazy to me talk about this in the episode a little bit, but I never considered sharing this because I never thought that it was going to be a hot topic to discuss. And every time I post a story or like something on Instagram about how like I don't drink, it really opens the floodgates about how I approach this, why I don't drink, like tips for someone who doesn't want to drink. And we are diving into so many amazing topics and areas regarding this in today's episode. So if you're someone who is considering not drinking and you want to know a little bit about my story, it's great. If you know of a friend that you think could benefit from not drinking, send them this episode. If you're curious, like, what does this even mean? Like, what are you talking about? I think you'll find this very informative. If you like this episode, please share it with someone if you think it would resonate with them. And as always, if you could rate and review the podcast, that helps the podcast so, so much. And I cannot wait to hear what you think. And we'll be back soon with another episode. But in the meantime, enjoy this week's episode all about living alcohol-free. Okay. The conversation is about to commence. Rachel's non-alcohol, alcohol-free, what are they called? Sober, curious, lifestyle, the scoop, everything that you want to know. It's like, I wish this is going to be a lot more interesting for people than, actually, I think, I think this is an interesting topic. I hope so. We're, we're going to record a podcast about it. Well, what's funny is like I never considered talking about this because it's been four over four years that I, I four years ago I stopped drinking alcohol and I never really thought of it as like something you know like I never considered talking about it. But here and there, when I post about it, I get so many questions. And when I'm in social settings, like I think it's becoming, and we talk about this all the time, more and more prevalent is the alcohol-free lifestyle and people who like choose not to drink and are, you know, on the sober side. So I think now I'm kind of like, why didn't I talk about, start talking about this a few years ago? I could have been ahead of this non-alcohol Bev movement. So I'm excited to share my perspective and stories and anything you want to know with you guys. And I recruited Jordan to interview me um to chat all about it and I told him to like ask more questions at this point he's been with me for 12 years if he knows everything but pretend you don't know me like we're on a first date can I buy you a drink (laughs) (laughs) that was actually funny (laughs) sure um you mentioned something like sober curious what does it even mean do you know what it means In the sober curiosity movement people experiment with sobriety for mental and physical health reasons so that's what it means Hmm. Interesting. I yeah, always thought it was like Google. I always thought it was like someone who drank alcohol was curious about going sober. Right? I think it is. Yeah, that's exactly what it means. Yeah, it's pretty interesting though because I feel like our whole culture has been revolved around drinking from high school on. Mm-hmm. So just curious, like you growing up, and I guess we never really had this conversation. Like, what was your experience with alcohol? Like, with your family? And like, how did you get introduced to it? My parents definitely weren't, I would say they're, they're not big drinkers in my opinion, but like they really didn't drink alcohol in my adolescence, like growing up that I can recall at all. Like my mom was not the type who like poured herself a glass of wine at six o'clock every day. 
my dad didn't like come home and crack open a beer and sit on the couch. Like that like quintessential, like I would say stereotype that a lot of people have. Like every sitcom. Yeah. Like I didn't have that. Like when my parents like went out for dinner, I'm assuming they drank, but it was never a thing. And then I always knew, obviously like knew of alcohol, knew what it was. And then when I went, was it middle school or high school? I think I started drinking like early, like experimenting with drinking like early in high school, like maybe freshman or sophomore year around there. And then it became more relevant in my life, like junior and senior year, like leading into college. But we would like put vodka and rum and whatever, like in water bottles and like sneak it into Applebee's and then like pour it into Sprite and make mixed drinks. Or I lived in a town that had a lot of house parties. So it was always around. And I was always exposed to it. But in my actual like home with my family, it definitely wasn't a big part of our lives, but it was a big part of like my social life in school. And then what about going into college? It just continued and like grew from there. I think I was loving going out and like definitely more on like the binge drinking side. Like I was never, I guess I, I was a social drinker in the sense where I was never just drinking at home while watching like Sex in the City, but like in high school, but like when we would go out on Fridays and Saturdays, like we drank, we had fun. Like it was, in my opinion, like a very responsible way of experimenting with drinking. And then when I went to college, it was awesome because like, you know, you have no parents there, no supervision. I ended up in the hospital for drinking two weeks into freshman year, but like in my defense, that was not even like top five most drunk moments of my life. Like that was like top 20. I just happened that the campus security had saw me. They caught you. They caught me like sitting down and then they, they put me in the hospital and I was like, are you kidding me? Um, but my parents were very relaxed about it. I mean, knew I was a good kid. Like they weren't overly, you know, but I didn't get in trouble for doing it. It was more like, Rachel, like if you're going to drink, be smart about it. My parents had a very good approach I think with like alcohol in my like teenage years, like they weren't like you can't drink because like they were teenagers once too. They were just like be responsible about it. But in college, we drank like Thursdays, Fridays, Saturday, like it was like three days in a row. I didn't really drink much during the week. Like I wasn't much of a casual drinker. Like I didn't like going to a bar and drinking a beer and then going home. I was like, go big or go home. Like either I was getting annihilated. Your whole life is go big or go home. <laughs> yeah, basically. I was either like having a handful of drinks and then enjoying myself and then like somehow getting home or I was not drinking at all. And then that lasted like freshman year, sophomore year, Sophomore year, like I definitely drank, I think more than I should have in a lot of ways. But again, I don't have any regrets on that because I think it helped shape me like who to who I am today. And then I pledged a sorority during sophomore year, I think beginning of sophomore year too. So I didn't even like, I guess that played a huge role in it. And then junior year, when was that? That I don't, did I drink a lot junior year? That I was with you. Um, well, you're in your study abroad the first semester. Yeah, I definitely and didn't like second semester. Yeah, I mean you dr- I drank, you drank, but not. Yeah, I would say sophomore year is definitely your your peak. Yeah, of, that was uh, like yeah, senior year of high school into sophomore year of college. I definitely like. Yep, the it's not. I'm not saying peak in a in a in a good way, but like peak. That was like my alcohol yeah, peak your and high like point. Yeah. What about um, anyone in college that you knew that didn't drink alcohol? Because I can't no, think of anyone. I don't know anyone. Um, a lot of my friends. All my friends drank alcohol. Some of them 
didn't get like irresponsibly drunk. Like, like I knew like they would have a few drinks and like stop there. Like, and they weren't like they would never like black out or brown out or, you know, they always knew how they got home. Um, but I didn't know anyone that like completely didn't drink. And I think that now it's more and more common that that may be the case compared to when we were growing up. Like so everyone drank. Yeah, I mean, in college, in high school, there was no one that really, like, didn't partake. Not not that everyone was, like, fully abusing it, but everyone was... Participating. Par- ...curious enough to at least participate. And no one thought it was... I, I guess the norm was. No one would have ever thought not to. No, I didn't even consider not. I think when I started dating you, I, like, started to, call, like, tame. Like, I didn't feel the need to, like, drink as much. Um, it's good to know. <laughs> well, I always say... You- you know, made me a little bit more reserved. Um, so then after college, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what was your what was your experience with um, alcohol? What was my experience though? I feel like that was when I started to be a lot more health conscious. So I stopped drinking as much. I I truthfully think that like some of the last times that I took shots was in college. Like I don't think I've taken like a true shot of alcohol. Yeah, I remember since the, then. the year the first year and two out of college. We still would go out for like to bars and stuff. Yeah, but I wasn't drink. like ripping shots. But no, no, we weren't. We weren't doing that for sure. No, it was definitely a little bit more. I would say responsible. Um, and we were over twenty one, so I think that the excitement kind of died down in a lot of ways. Like it wasn't as oh my god, drinking. It kind of I started around like sixteen, and by the time I was twenty one, I was over it. And my brother, I remember, will always be like. Oh, I don't know how you don't drink as much anymore. I'm like, Seth, one day when you're in your 20s, you're going to realize that it doesn't feel good anymore. And then I started to get hungover and it impacted like the next day and the following day. And I think that that like novelty of drinking just kind of like died off for me. And then that's also, as I was saying, like when I became a lot more health conscious. So I wasn't trying to order, you know, a Long Island iced tea or all these mixed drinks at a bar. I was being a lot more conscientious on what I was like putting into my body. So I used to order a lot of like martinis or tequila on the rocks or something that like didn't have a lot of sugar in it. Um, and I was never a big wine drinker ever, like in the time nah, that you know yeah, me. you never really were. Like I was never like, George, let's split a bottle of wine. It was never really... No. Like, I don't even think I really drank that much just with you. Like, I think it was, like, a glass or whatever at dinner, but it was never, like... I, yeah, I mean, you would have one drink and be basically be, like... Buzzed not drunk, to but be buzzed. fine. Yeah, so then when did you stop officially drinking alcohol? And was it a... I don't think it was really much of a conscious decision. No, I didn't say, like, I had a horrible night last night. Like, today's the first day I'm not drinking alcohol. We got pregnant with Ezra. It was on my birthday for a little over four years ago. And I got him. I remember doing the IUI and the doctor telling me, like, okay, like, she knew knew it was my birthday. So she's like, go get some oysters and like a martini, enjoy yourself, whatever, because it could be like your last one for a while. And she, little did she know that she actually was pretty serious when when she said that about the martini, not the oysters. But I had a drink. I remember we were at that Rouge Tama, which now is closed, I think. It was good. We were there for my birthday. I had a martini, and that was the last time I ordered a drink. Or like drank a alcoholic beverage myself. Like I've had sips of like wine here or there. Like when we're doing a toast or something. Like I'm a little superstitious in that sense. Like I try and like if you have, it's interesting. Like if you have a mezcal or a beer or a mixed drink, I never take a sip. But if you have like a little like a not a little, but like if you have a wine 
like a glass of wine. I'll take a sip of that during a good toast of sorts. That's why I, that's why I only drink mezcal. So yeah, so I I probably so have three sips of wine a year. Um, and since then, I just never stopped drinking. And I think, as I was saying before, I just like you didn't. I didn't feel good the next day anymore. And I remember. I remember the last time that I was really, really, really <laughs> drunk and not at my best. And it was when I was at a wedding of a family friend with my parents and you in Boston. And I got so intoxicated at this wedding. And I'm not saying that in like a bragging way. Like I was too ridiculously drunk. It was not necessary. I was so much fun, but like, and the night was a blast. I have a great picture of you from that wedding. I remember I ate an entire bag of Siete chips, like walking to an after party at a bar. Like I was just so... And then the next day, I actually thought I had a plague. I was dying a slow death. My parents' friend, they were supposed to drive us home from Boston. And I remember I said to my dad, like, I can't get into the car with somebody else. Like, you need to drive me because I was that ill. And I think that that was the last time that I really went at it with alcohol. That was five years ago. So I think from, like, that was in July five years ago. And then I stopped drinking that following June. So I think it kind of died down that year, and I just didn't want to do it anymore. So it wasn't like a like an aha moment where you said, I'm done? That was an aha moment for me, but not in an aha, I'm done with alcohol, like I'm, I'm not going to drink anymore. It was more just like, Rachel, you really need to be getting this drunk at like events like this because it's impacting you the next day and the following day, and I didn't feel good, and I don't like not feeling good. So I think that was a huge aha moment for me, but it wasn't like, Boom, my foot's down. We're done drinking. So it wasn't really that hard to like no. get rid of it in your life. No, not at all. And I think that when I was going through some of the questions, like putting them together from Instagram, I a lot of people seem to like really enjoy alcohol and enjoy drinking because they're like, was it really hard to stop? Like, do you miss it? And if something brought me like true happiness and true pleasure, I would never not participate in it. And alcohol just, like, doesn't do that for me. Like, when your mom was saying that she, like, quit eating chocolate, I was like, but that gives you, like, pleasure. Like, why? Like, why? Like, I just, if something makes you happy in your life, like, doing, like, a little bit of that, like, isn't going to, like, hurt you. So I think as long as it's not impacting someone in a negative way, like, there's no reason to, like, go sober if you actually enjoy the taste. Like, I don't enjoy the taste of alcohol. I don't enjoy the taste of vodka or mezcal or tequila I like like a sip of wine, but like I have like the littlest sip, and then I'm I'm done. If you could go back, would you would you have stopped earlier? No, absolutely not. I had such a great adolescence, great college time. I would never, no, I would have, I don't regret anything in that sense. I think that it was the most appropriate timing for me because I became a mom. I wanted to be like, you know, feeling my best self with Ezra. I also breastfed him for a year after giving birth. And to me, that just like sounded annoying to have to like pump and then put the strips into your alcohol. And like, there's so much like mixed feedback on that. And like, you know, I like other things, but like, I don't, I just never felt the need to, to continue drinking. Have you noticed any like positive changes since you stopped drinking? Yeah. I mean, every time I go to a wedding or some type of larger social gathering, like I went to that bachelor, like um, I went to my friend from college, her bachelorette party, and I like came home at eight o'clock in the morning and felt amazing. We go to a wedding, I wake up the next day, I'm physically tired just from like being pregnant, but like I feel great. I have no complaints. And 
you know, I'm not like, oh, like what happened again last night? Like, oh, I don't really remember that. Um, so I guess it's not that, that's not really even physical. That's more like mental in a lot of ways, but I love it. I love like waking up and knowing everything that happened that night. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. It, it is having, having young children is definitely a deterrent from, uh, well, yeah, that's, that's not, I was even just thinking events. So, yeah, like I don't want to have like three glasses of wine, fall asleep on my bed, and then have to get up with the kids and have to function the next day and be cranky. Like I'm cranky enough in the morning. I don't need alcohol to make me more cranky. Yeah, I I feel like your um, you know, your, your community has probably a lot of like young females who have you know friend groups that are focused on like going out and having drinks. So, like, do you have any advice for for those people who? maybe don't want to have alcohol but have like a group of friends and maybe are nervous to to like sort of say I don't want to drink anymore um I would say there's no and I haven't like I've never done this I've never like alienated myself or isolated myself because I don't drink do I still go to bachelor parties yes do I still go out for dinner or when people want to grab a drink do I go yes like I just don't order an alcoholic beverage I think that there's no reason. Like it, the only person that's going to make this a huge deal is you. So if you can, ha- if you are passionate about not wanting to drink anymore, and it's something that you're comfortable with for your lifestyle, if you own that and you have the confidence to do it, there's no reason why like that should inhibit you from like doing anything that has to do with alcohol, um, unless for some reason it's like it's like triggering to triggering to someone. But no, I still go out, and if people make they're like, oh, you don't. At this point, most people just know I don't drink, but. In the beginning, I was like, oh, do you want to drink? And I remember, like, your mom, like, could not – still sometimes doesn't understand how I don't want to order a martini with her anymore. I'm like, I just don't like it. Like, and if you just are confident and you're not like, oh, well, what? I don't know. I'm just saying, like, no, I don't want that. I, I'm enjoying my whatever I'm having. And I'll let you know if I change my mind. <laughs> like, I'll come back to you. I think it's nice to just be comfortable with who you are and your decision and just don't let that impact – who you hang out with, that your friends can still drink even though you don't want to. So have you felt like your friends or your friend group has like changed since you stopped drinking? No. I mean, my friend group has like evolved and matured from having kids, but definitely it hasn't changed at all from alcohol because a lot of my good friends from college still drink a lot. They still like, you know, really enjoy going out and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's just not what I want to do. But like like I said, like when I still am with them, it's fine. I'm there. I'm not just not them not drinking with them. Yeah, I think you've done a very good job. And I also feel like you're very confident in like your decision where I think a lot of people might feel like there's a lot of social pressures around drinking. Well like a what was it? Two two or three three weeks ago we went into the city like me, Jor, and my parents, and a couple of our, a few of our friends, we went for dinner, and dinner was like long. Like we weren't done until about ten or so. We got there at six. It was like actually a really long dinner. Now I'm thinking about it. And afterwards, when some people were ready to go home, like let's go out for a drink. Like I'm the one initiating to like go to the bar and do something. Or when we were out east with my family, and we had the opportunity to like go out for a drink or hang out or something, do something after dinner. I was like the first person to say to do it. So I think it's more to me like going out for a drink isn't just drinking alcohol. It's like the whole vibe. It's the scene. It's people watching. It's conversating. It's just you no know, doing something different. And I liked. I love doing that. So I never let not drinking like inhibit me from doing that. Yeah, it's definitely a situation now where 
you can go for an experience without having alcohol. Yeah, for sure. Um, so when you do go out, like what's your like drink of choice if you're going to a bar? It's definitely not that exciting. So like prepare yourself for nothing exciting. If it's, if I'm warm, I get a seltzer (laughs) with lemon. And if I'm cold, like the other night we went out and I was actually a little cold. I forgot a jacket and it got cooler out. I ordered hot water with lemon. So I'm a loser. Um, but if you want something that's like has flavor there are so many different mocktails and like if you ask the bartender the mixologist whoever they will have ideas like they're they always have you can do like muddled cucumber with seltzer and like fruit on top or jalapeno in it It just depends like what you like if you're pregnant as well or you drink diet soda you can order a diet coke with me because that's apparently all that i think about during this pregnancy is drinking diet coke um if i'm home i'll have like spindrift or olipop or some type of like flavored carbonated beverage. I drink kombucha every day. Like I, I'm a I'm a huge drink person, like non-alcoholic, bubbly, carbonated drink person. So, but I don't like wait to the bar to like have that. I like don't go out expecting to have an Olipop. Maybe one day everyone will have one. I know, maybe one day. On tap. I know, right? Um, someone asked if I wish you still drank. Jordan, do you wish I still drank? Uh, you know what? No. I, I mean... You know, it's obviously a personal preference. Like, if you wanted to drink, fine. If you don't, fine. And I think you've just done a really good job of not making it the center of, like, situations. So, like, you know, you never, like, turn down anything because there might be no. alcohol involved. Or, like, you know, you st- like we've gone to wineries and you've just had your seltzer or, you know, or, or some sort of non-alcoholic drink. Um so I think you've always just focused on, you know, not judging other people for, for wanting to still indulge in alcohol. Um, and yeah, it really hasn't, it's never really even been a topic of conversation, which I think is why it's so funny now seeing how like popular this conversation's become. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you you and I have been doing it for the last four and a half years. I know. And I, one of my friend's brothers just went to France and like the Champagne region. And I remember coming home and being like, Jordan, we have to go to the Champagne region in France. Like I still would love to go back to Napa again. Like I love doing things, even if it has to do with alcohol, like that, you know, culture of what we're visiting. I don't let that like stop me. But I also think that it's important to share with everyone that you're not like a big drinker. Like I've seen Jordan like drunk or a little bit buzzed, I would say I can count on one hand the amount of times I've seen him a little out of his element. So he, but he also can drink like four or five drinks and like hold his liquor when I like, I don't know how someone does that, but he's not someone who's like blacking out on weekends and really like, you know, stripping on top of a bar table. So it definitely doesn't impact him as much, but, and I also, we have a wedding this weekend and we have one in a couple weekends and some of them are local, so we're, like, driving home that night, and, like, he knows, like, I'll just, like, drive home. It's a great benefit to have someone in your life who doesn't drink because – It's an amazing benefit. Yeah, you know, I'm always uh, down to drive now that I drive on highways. Um, like, I, I, so I guess like you, a lot of people are asking in social situations about just drinking, and I know we touched a couple of these topics, but – so a lot of people are asking, like, have you ever felt left out when everyone's drinking? No, not at all. Never feel left out. I think 
Because it's not like I get somewhere and then like no one offered like people don't offer me anything. Like people are like, Rachel, can I get you? Like I went to we went to a Fourth of July barbecue and my friend Camille was like, Rachel, I got Olipop for you. Like people are very, very considerate and it's so sweet. Um, but I never feel left out. I mean, if one day like I have friends and they plan a trip to the wine country and they don't invite me, I would feel very left out. But at this point in my life, it hasn't happened yet. And then, um, you know, for people who are, you know, trying to go sober or maybe cut back on drinking, maybe just some tips you have overall in, in, uh, in handling some of these situations. So any tips for dating and being sober? Yeah. I mean, if I were dating and a lot of my brother is actively dating still. So I like listen to, to like, you know, what's, what the youngins are doing these days. Um, and a lot of the first dates, they, they do start off as a drink and I would have no problem going to meet someone for a drink and ordering a non-alcoholic drink. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's a really nice and casual way to get to know someone because like a meal is a commitment. You know, it's not right for either person to have to like pay for dinner for someone if they don't really know if they're even like attracted to them since everyone meets on an app these days. So I think it's totally fine to go on a date, like a first date that's drinking if you, for drinks, if you, even if you don't drink and it's a great opportunity to be like, Hey, like I'm Rachel. Like I don't drink. I have nothing against someone who does drink, but I'm going to order myself a blah, 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 blah. Um, feel free to order whatever you want. And then if you see that person again, maybe do something else the following time. Um, if you like to work out, go to a fitness class together, go for a walk around the city. Like there's so many things you can do that don't revolve around drinking that I think going on a drink, going on a date that's a drink is totally fine, but you don't need to keep doing that over and over again. Like suggest something else if you're not comfortable. So how would you address the question if you're like with a new group of people and they like don't and they're not just like getting it if you're just like, oh, no, thanks or I'm good. I just say, like, no, I, I don't really drink alcohol. Thank you, though. And I've never had anyone question like that. Anyone that I don't know, I've never had them question me in the beginning. I think to some people it was like foreign to them that I wouldn't want to drink. But it also I think for me, because it came during motherhood, it was a lot more common, but um, or understandable too. But no, I just say like, no, I'm okay. I don't drink. But do you have seltzer or do you have this or, or something? And I think that the more confidence and the more that someone owns it, like the other person does not give a shit. Like they don't care if you drink alcohol or if you don't drink alcohol, it's not impacting their life. As long as you're like happy to be where you are, you're having a great time, you're still being social, it's not going to matter. Also, when I, when I was pregnant with Ezra and we were at your brother's wedding, I remember dancing and having so much fun at that wedding that I remember saying to myself, oh my God, I could have so much fun at weddings being dead sober. And yeah, you were very proud of that. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that that really like proving to myself that I did that and had just as much fun and felt great the next day. Like, why wouldn't I keep doing that? Um, So I think once you kind of like get over the hump and you prove to yourself, like, I don't need alcohol to have a good time. It just, it makes it a lot easier. Also a cheaper date. I am a cheap date in that sense. And on that point, uh, what are your thoughts on splitting a bill evenly with friends when eating out? Uh, if you're the only non-alcohol drinker. I think when you're younger and, well, not even younger. I think there's just, for me, that situation happened more when I was 
like younger in general. Like I hated when I would go out and even if it was like I ordered a drink and my friends ordered three to four drinks and we'd split the bill evenly, that that still annoyed me. Um, I think if it is annoying to you or uh, voice your opinion, there's no reason not to be like, listen, can, can we just like, can I pay like a little less tip or something since I didn't have alcohol? And if it's a large, large group, like more than four, if it's more than four people, suck it up. Like no one needs to sit there and like divvy up a bill at a restaurant of more than four people because that's a lot. Like that's annoying. I think if you're putting yourself in a situation, a social situation where you're going to dinner and you know that your friends are going to order drinks, just it is what it is. There are certain things that you just can't control in that sense. Um, and that's right. I mean, that's what I think. Yeah, I mean, I, you don't want to be I've annoying. Thought of like group dinners as like more of the experience. Yeah, understand you're going to eat some of the costs, but um, and if it's especially if you're like not, you know, if you don't, not a big eater or drinker. Sure. And if it's something that's really going to bother you, just don't go. Like, don't put yourself in the situation; it's going to stress you out. But when I go into the situations, I know what's going to happen, and it is what it is. Yeah, I just yeah, I agree with you. What are some other social ways to like see friends without getting a drink? I know you mentioned like workout classes, but like what are some other things like you've done um, that you really enjoyed? Um, I have people over a lot and we still, we still offer like we all, like you always set up like a little bar station, like every time. I like the craft. We, of the yeah. Cocktail. Like Jordan loves the craft of the cocktail. So I don't really do that much. That's like, at least at night that people don't drink. I guess like going to the movies, going to a workout, going for a walk, going to like a spa or like wellnessy type thing. It depends where you are. Like if you're in the city, there's endless things to do with a friend that's like an activity like or just go get your nails done. Go like do whatever. Um, have a game night. And there's nothing wrong if like one person wants to drink and one person doesn't. Like just everyone – and that's what bothers me. It's like everyone just worry about yourself. Like do what you want to do. Do what makes you happy. Do what fills, fills your cup. And don't worry about what other people want to do. Like if someone doesn't – they want to drink, let them drink. And if you don't like them when they drink, then don't hang out with them. Like you can't control other people in that sense. Yeah, for sure. We, we had people over once and we set up that whole bar thing. And then everyone came and no one wanted to drink. Really? Yeah. One yeah. guy had a beer, one person had a glass of wine, and then no one yeah. else had anything. It's like sometimes it's – I think now that we're like all parents that who we hang out with, like people sometimes are just so defeated by the end of the day that they're just like, yeah. we have to get up at 6 o'clock tomorrow morning with our kids. Like why would we want to drink? I literally had to get all the Olipop and spin trips. I know. Everyone comes to our house and they just look for every like trendy drink to raid our refrigerator from. Even when we just went in with my parents, like I stocked the entire house with Spindrift and Olipop so that everyone could have like a non-alcoholic drink. And Ezra's obsessed with Spindrift and Olipop, so we always have to have it around for him. Yeah, and I think, you know, a lot of people look at alcohol as like a way to kind of like decompress or, um, you know, kind of like end the day. What about some alternatives to that that like you've maybe introduced in your life or, or other like rituals that people can can have if they're one interested in not doing that anymore or cutting it out mm -hmm. or two, just looking for something else. Give yourself another vice. So like I always have a dessert every single night like that, like gives me that satisfaction. You could take a bath. You could meditate for a few minutes, read a book for a few minutes, wind down with your favorite TV show, call a friend. I think it's more, it's not even like the alcohol that I think a lot of people crave. It's like the 
pleasure and like like something to look forward to. That's why I call it the ritual. Yeah, like just find something else to replace that with. There's so many other things that you can do that could give you something to look forward to at the end of the day. Like I'm looking forward to my mint chocolate chip ice pop later. And that gives me pleasure throughout the entire day. I thought that was a spinach pop. Oh my god, I told I told Ezra we got Ezra is my is truly a clone of me when it comes to like a lot of his um cravings and interests in food and his dislikes with food. And when we were away, his favorite flavor of ice cream is mint chocolate chip. Go figure. Like the kid loves mint chocolate chip ice cream and has since he was like three. He had it in Thanksgiving right before he turned three. I picked him up, showed him the ice cream at the ice cream store, like every flavor. And he literally picked mint chocolate chip ice cream. It's hysterical. And then when we were at Whole Foods the other day, (laughs) I got these mint chocolate chip ice cream bars. And he was asking me if he can have one. And I was like, Oh, they have spinach in it. So that he, but I make oh, that's him mean. No, it's not mean. I gave him one of the strawberry shortcakes that I make. I gave him so much good dessert, but these are just like pretty heavily processed for my three year old angelic son's stomach to be eating. That I'm like, I will make you mint chocolate chip ice cream. I will get you ice cream, but not, not my, not my pinach cups. What about um, some other vices like, you know, people might not want to drink alcohol, but obviously weed's very prevalent now and people are very into like Mm -hmm. microdosing shrooms. Just curious what your take is on those types of things. Oh, you're curious? Um, I have no problem with those. The listeners are curious. Yeah, I have no problem with those. I, I I smoke weed when I'm not pregnant and when I'm not like, well, when I'm like really breastfeeding, I won't, but when talk about that another time but like when I'm basically down to like one two times a day I will a couple days a week um I've never really experimented too heavily with other things like other vices I guess you can call them I think weeds like my tried and true I tried those like silo something what are they the gummies like the micro like microdosing ones but the ones you take to like focus better at work like not actual like shroom shrooms but I'm a lot more open-minded in that sense. I can't say that I have a lot of experience with it, but weed's definitely more of my go-to than anything than anything else. But like that's not a daily occurrence for me. Like, and I also don't do that and then go out with friends. Like I do that to, well, as we were just saying a couple minutes ago, like I do that to relax at night. I know that once I do that, I'm not going to work anymore. It just kind of like shuts off my brain. I do that to decompress more than anything else. I am not social when I do things like that. Yeah, I think my my take, if anyone is curious. <laughs> what is your take, Jord? I think if you're stopping alcohol and then just using another like vice like that, then like what's the difference? Yeah. So if you're like abusing one and then just stopping one to then go the other, I don't think that makes any sense. But if you're, you know, interested in not drinking alcohol, but, you know, still looking for something and understand there are some maybe not so great benefits to any of these things, um, I think that just has to be like kept in perspective. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Like you don't want to be super dependent on your glass of wine and then just like switch that to smoking a joint. Like switch that to calling a friend. Watching a TV show, you know, eating a peanut butter cup, like yeah, I think your things are really good before, like meditating, walking. Things you could do when you're <laughs> things you could do and operate a, a car. Yeah, a vehicle. 
Um, and then our final conversation point here. Do you ever think you'll start drinking again? Um, no. I don't see the point. I don't see, like, I don't, I'm not missing anything. I don't get any satisfaction from drinking. Like I said, I don't like the taste of it. I don't miss the art of having a cocktail. I don't think that there's anything in my life that would be better if I did drink. I think things would be worse if I drank. Like, I, I don't think I'd be, feel, I don't think I'd feel good. I just don't think that I would, I'm missing out on anything. Like, I don't, at first see that changing because I know how nice it feels to not drink. And I also think that the non-alcoholic space is just getting started. Like I think this is where kombucha was like 10 years ago, that there's going to be a lot more up and coming in this area, that it's going to be more the norm than it has been. So it's not going to be as much of a big deal when someone says they don't drink like it was a few years ago. So no, not really. And I also just like I really prioritize like being a mom, my business, and I think that I have enough going on in my life where I don't need like to jeopardize that to like have drinks and put myself in a situation that I wouldn't want to be in. Like I get really ner- like I even when I did drink, like I never drank a drink and drove. Like I get really nervous. Um and I never want to like subject myself to that and I also you know, I've seen a lot of really scary and shitty situations with alcohol that like really scare me. And I don't want to put anyone in my life through something like that. And as someone who has like, I have a very habitual personality. I don't, I don't have like an addictive personality. I just, I'm like a very routine person. So I don't ever want to be dependent on something such as alcohol to as like, something for me, like, like my vice, like that I like constantly go back to where I'm like, I'm like, oh, it's four o'clock. That means I like should have my drink again. Like, I don't, I don't want to do that because I think that alcohol does more harm than good. And that could be like a really opinionated thing to say, because I'm sure that other people could fight that and say that alcohol does a lot of good for them in whatever way. And that's you. I'm so happy for you, but that's not how I look at it. I think alcohol does more harm than good. And I've seen people struggle with it. I've heard horror stories. And I just, like, don't want to put myself in that situation or my family ever. Good point. Like, if you said to me, like, you wanted to stop drinking, I would be like, great. Let's go. Like, my, we were at dinner. <laughs> Where are we going? We were, the other, we were at dinner the other night. It was the with us, with my mom, dad, and my brother. And my mom and dad, my dad was like, yeah, I'm done drinking after today. For two weeks or – what was it? Two, yeah, two weeks or a month or on some shit. And then my mom's like, yeah, after Sunday, I'm not drinking for a month. And I just – like, why would I want to put myself in a situation where I want to cut something out? Like, from like why would I ever put myself in that type of, like, situation in general? Like, it doesn't make me happy enough to to do that, to, like, drink I – don't, I don't know. It was funny because, like, you and Seth just stayed quiet. Seth's like, I got a bachelor party next weekend. I got dates coming up. Like, I'll be drinking. I have a wedding this weekend. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's all about perspective, though, because your parents might have had drinks every day, but it's not like they had more than two a day on a vacation. It's not like they were, like, sitting there, like, really abusing alcohol in any sort of way. No. But... Yeah, I just not 
I was so excited to come home because I knew that like you weren't going to be drinking every night and like the mezcal smells into your pores. Like it seeps into your pores. It's like, it's, it's like a and cologne. And it smells so bad. It's like disgusting. And even when I'm not pregnant, I think it smells so gross. And like we were sleeping in a queen bed. It was so small. Or it was a double. You know, it was small. And you get your violin out. And I'm like, by your face. No, no, it's just from the mezcal. And I'm like, he reeks. And it was every single night. And then the first night that we got back, I was like, oh, it smells so good. It doesn't smell and like mezcal. And then she nuzzled up nice and close No, because I was like, I'm so, like, I just don't, I don't know. I just, yeah. If you ever want to not drink mezcal for a week straight, thank you. I don't know. I, I, I enjoy it too much in a non-abusive way. Mm-hmm. I know we said it, that was the last question, but you brought up a good point. The non-alcoholic space. Yeah. For great shit. Yeah. Have you thought about getting into that space as from like an investment perspective? Yeah, I think you're going to kill me if I talk about it one more time. All I do is talk about how I want to invest in a brand that is selling a product in the non-alcoholic space like I would use and really enjoy that I think like the masses would use and enjoy. But we have a lot of learning to do in that industry, in that space. And we've tried a few different products so far. I want to keep dabbling with some more, but I do think that like this is going to be a big opportunity um, for the industry and for investing especially. Excuse me. And we just had a friend who got married a couple months ago and he served a non-alcoholic wine at the bar. He said it was flying out of the bar. Like everyone wanted it. And I just, that's going to be so much more the norm because then people are holding, you know, a non-alcoholic glass of rosé as opposed to seltzer with lemon or whatever it is or water. And they feel, you know, just a little bit more like, all right, cool. Like I got my non-alcoholic rosé. Like I'm ready to rock. I just think that there's a lot of opportunity there. Um, So if anyone has any favorite non-alcoholic wines, beers, or anything in that category, definitely let us know because I'm uh, very intrigued and really excited about that part of the industry. Thanks for telling us your uh, non-alcoholic journey, Rachel. Thanks for interviewing me, Jord. If anyone has any other questions, just let me know. And this was fun. I mean, what's interesting is that a lot of like the episode, like my most popular podcast episodes are the ones of just you and I, which I think is hysterical because I just think that people are over me by the time they like are on Instagram. But I have a bunch of other topics I want to talk about. Like I want to do a, a fertility and like pregnancy one to talk about like the twins. I want like there's so many different topics that I want to talk about and dive into. So I'm excited. Thanks for taking the time to do this. Jordan was drinking a mezcal during it. I'm just kidding. He has coffee. Um, yeah, I was falling asleep before this, so I had to get some, I had to get some we had a long, We had a long day in the kitchen. All right. Well, I'll talk to you guys soon. Um, if you like this, rate and review the podcast. Share it with someone who is maybe thinking about not drinking. And I'll talk to you guys soon.